What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Overstated NBA Show. As you can see, Steve is not with us today. It's just Jacob and myself, but I think we've got a pretty good episode in store for you guys. Sorry, I can't talk. That's why Steve's the host. Um, but this is a topic that uh, that we've been talking about, potentially addressing for a couple of weeks. It's something I've thought about before, and I know Jacob's thought about. It's something that we talk about all the time, uh, but I don't think we ever really explore it uh, in depth enough. And that topic is that of player primes. So that's what we're going to be discussing today. But I probably should have asked you right off the bat, how are you doing today, Jacob? I'm doing good. Uh, recording in a different spot right now. You can't see the plants anymore, but uh, yeah, because it's half 11 over here. Feeling good, though. Feeling good. Been traveling all day. This mop top only. It's all sunny and shit as well. Feeling that <laughs> that Californian life for a change. That's what's up, man. I can see the plant. I can see the can plant oh. on my screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. So for the listeners, we just... We attempted to do this on a different uh, recording platform just now, and it booted me out of the session. And so we had to resort back to the old one that we use, and the screens look a little different. Um, this one's not as great, but hey, if it works, uh, it works. And that's that's kind of the hope at this point. So yeah. let's, let's just get through this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we should we should probably just uh, jump right into this one, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think, I think a good place to start is like, how do we define prime okay because we we talk about prime all the time prime this and that prime jordan prime bird prime mm-hmm. barkley whatever it, it, we say it all the time but like what what does that actually mean when we say that because it it feels a little unspecific it is and that's one thing about the term that really annoys me is that something like peak you can kind of prize out a peak but something like a prime is like like with jordan like you say like Jordan in 1998, probably still the best player in the league. And he's like 10 years deep into being the best player in the league, but is he still in his prime? Like, is 1998 Jordan still the prime version of Michael Jordan? He's the best player in the league, or are we comparing the prime versus the player themselves? So, you know, the highest point you reach is kind of setting the standard of your prime and everything else is relative to that. Or is it, you know, because then, yeah, Michael Jordan hasn't been in his prime for like five years by 1998, but he's still probably the best player in the league. So how do we define the idea of a prime? Yeah, that's that's interesting too, thinking about it like that. Like, do we look at it in relative to the rest of their career? Because, And we'll talk about LeBron later for sure, mm-hmm. um, but I think that comes up with him as well when we, you know, are we? is it relative to everybody who's come before him or is it relative to his own brilliant career? But I think with Jordan, an interesting distinction that sort of comes into focus is that between athletic prime and basketball prime. Okay, I I, I feel like when we say prime, a lot of times we're thinking or talking about athletic prime. Um, And obviously, Jordan was out of his athletic prime. Mm -hmm. Okay, by by the time he even comes back from baseball, 1994, 95. Um, But if we're talking about basketball prime, I and we've talked about this actually. I think. I think when we did our uh, wine cellar draft, mm-hmm. where like I think well, I think I went with ninety five, ninety six Jordan, and you were saying that's not the best version of Jordan. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, I don't know because I think that was <laughs> he was so much smarter, better at shooting, stronger, wiser, all that stuff. Even though he wasn't the athlete he had been 
five years earlier, mm-hmm. he was still athletic enough. And I think when you combine that, like to me, that's the best version of Jordan. And I think that's what that gets at is like, yeah, he's out of his athletic prime, but because his basketball skills have actually gotten better, at least his uh, basketball IQ, yeah. does that mean he's still in his prime or, or do we sort of, could we sort of subdivide a prime between their athletic prime, their basketball prime, and then how much of an overlap is there between those? I think I just think Jordan's kind of an interesting uh, case study in, in that regard. Yeah, I think once you get to the guys who are just naturally the best of their era, you get a Jordan or a Kareem or a LeBron, they can end up having this kind of multiple prime because they, yeah, they hit the, their athletic prime like Kareem in like 71, 72. He's the best player in the league. And then maybe he hits his actual skill prime later when he's you know 29 30 same with someone like LeBron like LeBron is probably the prime example for me because I'd say he hits his like true athletic prime in like 2009 at about 90 about 24 but then he hits his actual 2013 is when he's 28 and then 2016 is when he's 31 so you've got this kind of range of you know is 2016 the savvier maybe better in the clutch LeBron better than 2009 LeBron where he's objectively faster and strong and quicker maybe not stronger but definitely uh, faster more explosiveness is he better than that LeBron even though that LeBron had all the physical advantages that 31 year old LeBron has slightly less of it's tough you know and those type of players are slightly different I think as well to normal players yeah and there's a few and they're obviously the most special players that we've seen I think Hakeem Olajuwon is another interesting one like Mm -hmm. that because Hakeem's athletic prime was probably the late 80s, very early 90s. But his prime as a player, I think overall was like 93, 94, Mm -hmm. 94, 95, the championship seasons. And again, he was. He was like 30, 32, uh, 31, probably the first one, 32, the second one. And, um, And even the year after that, like 95, 96. He was still pretty damn good. Like he 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 was one of the guys who really extended his prime. Mm-hmm. But again, that was more of the him just really mastering the game of basketball. He's not he's still athletic. Again, it's a lot like Jordan. Yep. Um, but he's not nearly as athletic as he was when he was 26, 27. Mm-hmm. So it's like with special players like that, Jordan, Olajuwon, LeBron, you know, and a few others we could certainly name. It is it like sort of the midpoint of that convergence of athletic prime and like basketball IQ prime or basketball mastery, like sort of that midpoint there, which I think for Hakeem would be like 93, 94 for Jordan. I think it probably 95, 96. I think it would have been the year he missed um, the full season he missed, but uh, I think 93, 94 would have been a sick version of Jordan, like (laughs) disregarding all the, like the burnout stuff that everyone likes to talk about. Oh, he needed a break. I don't know. But disregarding that, I think that would have been a monster season for Jordan. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. But um, so I did some research into all of this. And it one thing that really stuck out to me doing the research was the idea of kind of when death begins, which is a bit of a morbid thing to say. But basically, you aren't technically dying until you reach about the age of 26. And the reason why that's true is because until the age of 26 – you are creating more cells than are dying every year in your body. And at the age of 26, it goes the other way. You start creating less cells, more of them begin dying. And that is when, you know, physical, your physical peak is at about 26. So there's been this whole concept that kind of athletes peak 
when they're 26, it slowly drops until you're about 30, 31, and then you fall off a cliff, kind of at 31, 32, 33, et cetera. That's when you fall off a cliff. And But skill-based and intelligence-based, kind of the knowledge of the game, like LeBron's built up over time, that just go, keeps going up. If the person's committed to learning, they'll keep learning throughout their whole career. That's something Kevin McHale hit on as well. He said that if he had his brains that he has now as like a 60-year-old man when he was a player, he reckons he'd be one of the best players ever because he thinks he knows so much more about the game now than he did when he was playing. But obviously, he doesn't have the physical attributes. So generally, people are saying kind of that 26 to about 30 age is about the prime of a player, which makes sense when you think kind of it's that convergence between skill level and physical drop-off as it falls. One thing that always stuck out to me, though, and I think I told you this on like a live stream, I was doing a kind of looking at, right, what was someone's best one-year stretch, best two-year stretch, best three-year stretch, going all the way out to like 15-year stretches. One thing that in like 200 players, I think it was 150 of them, their best 10-year stretch was from the ages 23 to 32. That was their best for like nearly every single player. It was 23 to 32 is your 10-year peak, kind of the best 10 years of your career which makes sense. And then you zoom a bit closer in and I found that kind of a higher peak than that was about 24 to 30 is like a step up. That's kind of, that's when you reach kind of the highest levels of the game is from like 24 to 30. And then you step up from that and it gets to about 27 to 29. 27 to 29 is like absolute prime, prime, prime. And within that 27 is the prime just to give you some ideas of seasons that when the 27 club of basketball players um kobe's 2006 uh, magic's 1987 jordan's 1991 shaq's 2000 steph's 2016 um kevin garnett's 2004 like there's like most players hit their prime i would say all those guys that those are their prime years when they were 27. So would, okay. So, cause that was good. Like how you sort of narrow it down. Cause you know, yeah, you've got this 10 year thing. Like, is that really their prime or that's just kind of like the best 10 years of their career. And then you narrow it down. Like when I think of prime, I think of like five, maybe six years. Okay. Mm-hmm. But then when you narrow it down to 27 to 29, or even more specifically like 27, I think that's where that's, peak and like you know that i think that's kind of an important distinction to make too is that um between peak and prime because i think those two terms are used synonymously quite often um but i think i think there should be a difference between them because a peak whether it's one season or maybe three i don't think it can be any more than like three Mm -hmm. and then i think prime is a little bit more broad where to me I think of that as like six years, like 24 to 30, 25 to 31, maybe nowadays. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's interesting. It, it, well, let's look at, uh, all right, who's 27 right now? There's one right guy now. on my list that I came up with that's 27. 27. There's a couple right guys now. that are close. Uh, right now, because I did have these guys, AD is currently yes. in his or, prime season or should be. Yeah in his prime season right now, which is 
annoying because uh you know yeah he's, he's he, he, when he's been on the court he he's been a little underwhelming and obviously he just hasn't been on the court all that much that's the biggest thing uh and then Embiid was the other one he's a little younger than AD I think AD is might have just turned 28 but it's his age 27 season mm-hmm. uh Embiid is is actually 27 so those were actually like the two guys in that range which Embiid is having the best season of his career again when he's been on the court he's been playing at an mvp level so that certainly rings true with that uh you know and then um and then just Giannis and Jokic are both 26 Mm -hmm. again I mean they're pretty much at the peak of their powers yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and Kawhi's 29 he should be still in his peak like just about because they range like 27 to 29 one thing to add on to that idea I had that but then I tried, because that was for all players. Then I thought, right, I'm going to break it down into bigs, wings, and guards and see, can I see any more kind of little, just interesting things to note? Nice. And I was I, wondering about this. When I broke it down into bigs, wings, and guards, um, bigs tended to skew earlier. So guys like Shaq, probably by the time he's 30, that's 2003. Like Shaq is still a monster when he's 30. He's not Shaq by that 2000, time. 2003 was the year where he really started to fall off. Yeah. And then when he got to Miami, he was still good, but he wasn't he's he not, wasn't yeah, what he was. Shaq, yeah. yeah. He he had a pretty steep drop between like between I think it was O two, O three, and O three, O four. I'm pretty sure it was those two years where he really did. Which yeah, he was only thirty. Yeah, he was thirty. No. Which and yeah. you gotta think guys like Dwight Howard, obviously injuries curtail that but you know he was quite young tim duncan actually um yeah he peaked relatively young like his mvp years were 25 and 26 which is for and that's quite young whereas um guys someone like kareem if you want to take 71 and 72 he was 23 and 24 yeah. he peaked slightly younger so i found bigs tend to skew younger but then there are even some will. Even Wilt. even Wilt, even Wilt, like by, I mean, he must have been maybe 31, 30. What year, what was his 67 season? Uh, he was probably 67 was 30, 30, 30 on the 30. Because like, after that, he sort of started to, yeah, to, to fall yeah. off. That was his last, you know, yeah. Wilt level yeah. season, really. And he, I mean, obviously, his first few seasons was, he was um, ridiculous, yeah. superhuman. Again, that's, and that's tough to look at that era. Like, Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to say there, there could be various reasons for that, but I, I don't think there's any question. Even he started to fall off earlier than most. And Duncan's an interesting one too. Like, cause he, uh, he Duncan by age 30 was not the same player. He was when he won the MVPs, he didn't play the same way. He was still great, but, mm-hmm. uh, he wasn't an MVP caliber player. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And, but a lot of guys are Jordan was Carl Malone was like, mm-hmm. the, the, you can get into those guys too, but yeah, that 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 rings true though. That bigs bigs hit it earlier and and kind of yeah. come out of it earlier. The only guy that kind of bucked this trend and we hit on him earlier was Hakeem, Jimmy who out. hits it later. But he comes to basketball a lot later than most of these guys, and he is very clearly learning the game in the NBA as he's going along. And yeah, and the team, the malpractice of the Houston Rockets in that era. For all we know, in 1990, Hakeem may have been the best version. He just didn't have the team around him to succeed. But we don't uh, know. It's, it's one of the all-time most frustrating things to me is 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 those teams because it never gets talked about. Everyone loves to talk about Kevin Garnett with the Timberwolves and how they squandered yeah. his best years. Or even like 
LeBron, his first stint with the Cavs, they could never really put a, a good squad around him. And and he lost a lot of years where he probably could have led a team to a championship. Yeah. But it's the same thing with Hakeem. I think even more egregious with Hakeem because, I mean, he, they never really put anyone around him. They put an old Clyde Drexler around him eventually. Yeah, I mean, but was, yeah. even then, it was a well-balanced team. That, you know, the, the first one even that he won mm-hmm. a title with. But it was like him and Otis Thorpe and yeah. Kenny Smith, just a couple of good rookies. You know, your young guys, I should say, in Orion Cassell. Like, it wasn't a great t- – he didn't – he no, never no. played with another superstar until he got like washed Drexler, washed mm-hmm. Barkley, washed Pippen, whatever. But yeah, that, that, that's, that just kind of goes under the radar for whatever reason. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, so we don't know what what he could have been. Um, no, yeah. One other one we were talking about bigs is, is Kareem. I think is – look, that's going to be the first one that comes to everybody's mind when we're talking about the length of primes, especially when we're talking about bigs Mm -hmm. now. And he's another one where, okay, so he won the MVP in 1980 at age 33. That's another one though, where it's like, are we, are we comparing him to everyone else that's played? Because yeah, sure. He's an MVP caliber player. He's unbelievable still in 1980. Um, But if we compare him to seventies Kareem, it's hard to say that he's still in his prime, which is crazy because he won the MVP. That's an interesting one. I would, I would say he even he started to decline at like 31 and he was just that good that he could still oh yeah still pull off an MVP. Oh yeah, like he's still great into the mid 80s, but he's like oh, yeah. all NBA player like great, not all-time, you know, prime Kareem, prime LeBron, prime Jordan level great like he is in the early and mid 70s. He's not that guy anymore. He is he's, yeah, yeah, I think that's how we have to look at it. I think we have to compare these guys to their previous selves like whether we're talking about Kareem or even LeBron, like, yeah, he's still great. He's right now. He's like, you know, even if this was as good as he'd ever been, he's still like a top 15 player of all time or something like that. Like, even if this was his, you know, his peak, yeah, um, yeah. but it's not, it's, it's not, he's not the best he's ever been. Um, no, it's not close. Well, let me let, not get too far off topic here though. I know you said also you looked at guards and yeah. wings. So bigs, bigs hit it so, earliest and come out of it the soonest. Yeah. But some bigs like Hakeem, uh, Dikembe Mutombo is another one who they kind of, they have these elongated, they have these stretched out bits at the end where kind of a lot of guys fall off by the time they reach their mid thirties, they've fallen off completely but there are some like Hakeem, like Dikembe, like Kareem we just mentioned. They kind of they have this tail to their prime, which is actually quite rare among a lot of these guys. Like uh, apart from the, these bigs, it's like Malone and LeBron are like the only players that really have okay. this kind of tailing to their prime. So let, let me let me stop you there. There's two things that I see when we mention these guys. Yeah. Okay, one is applies to LeBron, Malone, and Kareem. They take care of their bodies mm-hmm. better than anybody. They're known for that. Kareem yeah. certainly was. Obviously, Malone was. Obviously, LeBron, yeah. $1.5 million a year on his body, <laughs> yeah. is known for taking care of his body. I think with those guys, that explains it. That's a pretty logical explanation. With Matumbo and Hakeem, these are guys that came to basketball late. Mm-hmm. Okay, And in the case of Matumbo, came to the NBA late. I believe Matumbo was like 25 as a rookie. Yeah, I think he was, Hakeem yeah. was... Hakeem was probably 22 as a rookie, something like that, 23. He didn't come in super young, um, but with him, and I think Matumbo as well, they they picked up basketball really late. Mm-hmm. So that's where when you talk about Hakeem sort of learning the game well into 
probably the early 90s mm-hmm. um, on the fly as he's in the NBA. I think that's what that is. And I wonder how much of an effect that has on their career trajectory, like in terms of their prime. Like if you look at some other guys that sort of came into basketball late, like it would make sense that their best version would come a little bit later. So look out for uh, Rui Hachimura when he's <laughs> like 30 years old, man. He's when he puts it all together. Yeah. No, he, yeah, he's a guy players, who came late too, but that, some players do. But um, that, that just popped into my head when you yeah, said yeah. Matombo and Olajuwon. That was no, yeah, because there was because there are these kind of these clear similarities. There was I can't think of off the top of my head, but there was another kind of big defensive player who was like that, who was still good into their thirties, like a Matumbo or a Hakeem, just on a lower level. But um, so those are bigs. But generally speaking, bigs peak slightly earlier. Like I put down a general kind of prime is about twenty three to twenty nine. Bear in mind, for all players, it's about 24 to 30. Now, for, for wings, it's actually probably the longest prime, but it doesn't generally go into the 30s, and it's about 23 to 30 is about a wings prime. And I actually found that for a lot of hyper-athletic wings, they generally peak about 23 to 25 kind of era. I'm talking um, Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady, um, I think Dr. J in the ABA years, he was another name I remember. Um, and that would also actually fit with someone like Zach Levine right now, may well be in his actual prime right now because he's a hyper-athletic wing who's, I think, 25 years old. And 25, then- maybe maybe 26. Um, and I'll tell you, man, you know I'm a huge Levine fan. Uh, it is hard to imagine him being better at 30 than he is now. Yeah. I and think I think so. that's – because of the nature of his game and because of sort of that so. historical precedent that that mm-hmm. you mentioned about these hyper athletic wings it's yeah. like i mean unless you totally reinvent yourself like like maybe ray allen yeah. uh would be an example of that where i think he was 32 when he came to the celtics and obviously wasn't still in his prime but like the season before that he had lost a lot of his athleticism and was still pretty much as good as he'd ever been, but he kind of reinvented his himself. Um, and that's, that's rare. I'm not sure that someone like Levine will do that. I don't think Dr. J did it. It's not like Dr. J ever became a great shooter or something. No, no. Um, another, another one, James Worthy, hmm. actually James Worthy hmm. absolutely peaked yeah. in like that. 87 he fell country. off. Yeah. He fell off. He was, yeah. Like by like 91, he was pretty ordinary. Wasn't yeah. he? Yep. And he was like watching those old Showtime Lakers. I'm like, a amazed by his speed he is like lightning in a bottle that man when he's younger and yeah he's like 24 and he is just just destroying people and then by the time showtime Showtime ain't showtime without him he like showtime is not showtime without james worthy and his his speed in open court and his just ability to get out on the break man he was such a such an important part of that and by 20 and, and by 1991 he's 29 and he's he's washed basically he is not an yeah all-star. was he like 15 and 8 or something yeah. i don't even know nothing. but yeah he wasn't an all-star yeah no and then you got like yeah. penny hardway was another one but he has injuries but you know well and that's the that's with so many of these guys too and that's something mm-hmm. you know we should probably mention it's like when we talk about these guys that had short primes right cuz i was sort of looking for some instances of this beforehand yeah. and and it's it's almost all injuries mm-hmm. and it's like how long would their primes have been if it wasn't for injuries? And how much do 
these guys, and there's a lot of them, whether it's Grant Hill or Penny or Jermaine O'Neal or Chris Weber or Steve Francis or Baron Davis, T-Mac, Vince, Vince didn't have too many injuries, but you go down the list and all these guys that are injuries, like how much does that sort of skew our perception of the average length of a prime? Mm -hmm. Or You know, it makes it seem like these eight, 10 year primes, like something maybe that like Jordan had or LeBron, um, these really Malone, Mm -hmm. Lajuan, like that was that they're more that they're rare and they they are in a sense but it's just but it's like if you if you take injuries out of the equation mm-hmm. you know the average prime is a lot longer i guess is what i'm saying yeah it's just surviving that injury like i haven't really looked at kind of how many young it's one thing i want to do like kind of looking at like going back and looking through a load of draft reviews kind of picking out right who were meant to be the stars how likely were they what percentage of these guys are getting injured and getting their you know, so we're losing, say, like a third of our talents pool. Every draft, like every load of drafts, we're losing like, you know, a quarter of the players who should become all stars aren't because of injuries, something like that. That's something I really want to look at is in regards. And I did find that more with the hyper athletic wings, because like you say, like, can Levine be better than he is? Because right now he is getting to the cup at will. Like no one can stop him when he takes that first step, like when there's like a dribble handoff and he's going, you know, through the lane, no one can stop him right now. That's not going to be the same when he's 29, 30. And you think, can he be better than that? I mean, yeah, it's, I wouldn't rule it out again. He's just going to have to reinvent himself a little bit, but I would say the odds are that, that he won't be that we're looking at. And you know, you've got to wonder how much the bulls are going to be thinking about that when it comes time to Mm -hmm. re-sign him how much do they want to be paying him when he's mm-hmm. 31, you know? So mm-hmm. uh, that's definitely going to be something to consider, but I mean, he's still, he'll still be great, but it's like, th- there's a very good chance that this is the best this year and probably next year, you know, 20, 25, 26, 27 yeah. Yeah, best yeah, version is, of, yeah. of Zach that we're, that we're going to see. Yeah, I think so. And then, so then moving on to guards, guards were actually m- much more interesting. I think than bigs and wings, because generally with bigs and wings, I found that the super athletic guys like Dwight, Shaq, um, kind of Tracy McGrady, Vince Carter, these guys tended to skew younger with their primes. Guards actually, they skew about the right point to peak, peak level, but their primes start at about 25 generally. Guards actually are reaching their peak level later than wings or bigs. The only real exception to this rule I found was Isaiah Thomas. The OG mm. Isaiah Thomas, who was gen- mm. like at his prime when he was like 23, 24, and then obviously was still great for the championship years, but wasn't his peak. But you look at guys like Steve Nash, I think, yeah. peaked later. Someone like Jason Kidd was in this kind of range, peaking slightly later. You had uh, um, Kyle, Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry, yeah, that's a great one. He uh, absolutely peaked a lot later. The, um, guys like Gary Payton, I think, was probably on the later side. In terms of his yeah. peak, yeah, um, he was probably twenty six before he really got into yeah. his his prime. He was probably was he, he was twenty seven, twenty eight by the time they played the Bulls in the he in was, the ninety six yeah, finals. That was he was twenty seven, and I would say yeah. his best years were like that, and like the next two years were like his best years statistically. Yeah. Certainly, yeah, yeah. Uh, another one is is Lillard. Even I mean, yeah, Lillard is yeah. He's the current example of that. I think of he's he's thirty, you know, going on thirty one, mm-hmm. and he's as good as he's ever been. And, yeah. and I mean, he's, he's kind of been ramping up to this since 25, 20, like 26, mm-hmm. like the last yeah. three, four seasons, 
Uh, you know, mm-hmm. he's he definitely um, got into his prime late, and he's he hasn't started to slow down. He's an interesting one. No, yeah, um, this is yeah, this know. is something that generally hit. I generally like these guys are peaking later. They're like they're starting to really peak at about twenty five, and then actually a lot of them are hitting their peak very soon after that. Like they're reaching like twenty five bang, I'm hitting my peak, peak level. That's like Steph reaches 25 in uh, 2014, and he's like an all-NBA player. 27, bang, 20, is 2016 year. He's at his peak. You know, uh, Russell Westbrook, I think, is the same. It's like 2016 or 2017. He's at his peak and then decline off. But um, it does still happen that guys peak later, going on later, like I say, Steve Nash, uh, Chris Paul, I think generally, I think his Clippers years were his best years, even though statistically the New Orleans years were the best statistically, I think um, LA Clippers, those runs where they should have made the final maybe, or really challenged for the final. Those were his peak years and those were like 30. And and a lot of these guard examples are high IQ players. And that's obviously something you're going to find more frequently when you're looking at guards than bigs say. And to go back to what we were saying in the beginning, that's so much of this kind of longevity, like being able to extend your prime, you know, into your thirties is you've got to be a smart player and a savvy player. And so I think when you look at guards that say, aren't necessarily that um, Steve Francis Mm -hmm. is an example. Now he had some injuries that definitely wore him down, but he was already starting to decline because you start taking away a little bit of his athleticism and he fizzles out. Allen Iverson. Yeah. Another example by Mm -hmm. 31, 32, I guess he was no longer Allen Iverson. He, he fell off a cliff like a few others. Yeah. Um, because again, you just, and he didn't have a major injury, um, nothing catastrophic. It may have been some nagging stuff and, but, uh, just, you know, yeah, you, you just you take away a little bit of his quickness. That was yeah. so much of his game was quickness rather than mm-hmm. savvy, you know. And obviously, he had all the heart in the world. It's cliche to say at this point, but you can only do so much with that heart when you start to get robbed of your quickness. Yeah. So when, it's like, yeah, it's like those savvy guards are going to last a lot longer. Uh, and I think when we look at guards, so many more of them are savvy players mm-hmm. that, uh, compared to other positions. Yeah, um, and they take, that sort of that kind of explains it. And then just yeah, probably take. I take less of a beating on the yeah, court generally. They generally, smaller, yeah, yeah, because yeah, less like, weight I, on the yeah, knees. Yeah, because yeah, that's something I've noticed. You know, I'm like turning thirty. Is it this year? It might be this year or next year. And like a lot of the people my age, like complaining about knees. But I was, I've always been short my age, and like my knees are great. <laughs> like my knees are fine. I'm good. <laughs> like I'm yeah, still, I've still yeah. got good later. Like I can, you know, run around and shit. I'm not really that fuss, but I know people my age or like a couple of years older than me, they're having to, you know, ice their knees and shit. And they're, cause yeah, they're like, you know, man. six foot two, six foot three, six yeah. foot four. And I'm like, yeah, That's where I'm at, man. Yeah. If I was still, <laughs> if I was still playing ball. I'd definitely be icing my knees. I've been just preserving them, man. All these, all these years I haven't been playing. <laughs> um, yeah. I think there's something to that. And also back injuries mm-hmm. and uh, are way more common with taller players. So yeah, it's, it makes sense. You get a guy like John Stockton, like he's not just going to physically oh, yeah. break down. He's and he's another guy who mm-hmm. came he, into his peak, peak a little bit yeah, later, a little bit later, yeah. I think. Yeah. And he, and he sustained it, yeah, you know, yeah. until he was yeah. I think he was legitimately in his prime at like age 35 oh, anyway. Yeah. No, I think yeah. he he was a legit starting level player till he was like 40. 
Like yeah. I think him. But and, if you look at yeah. he's small and, and the nature of his game and the savvy, all of these mm-hmm. th- components, you know, the equation yeah. that we've sort of talked about, he kind of had them all. Yeah. Um, he was like built perfectly to just last and just maintain this mm-hmm. consistent prime where, you know, he's just, you know what you're getting. Yeah. When you uh, look at someone like Oscar Robertson, who is more built on these physical tools and is probably like far more talented than someone like John Stockton ever could be. But in terms of maybe, you know, uh, IQ on the court, John Stockton's probably a bit more intelligent than Oscar. Oscar just trounces him in so many physical and talent-based skills. But he peaks in like, you know, he's he's 25. Like when he wins the MVP, he's 25. And that's yeah. about his peak when in like 1964. By, like, by, by age 29, he was already falling off like what was the what was he the year with the bucks like 31 oh, like, yeah 31 i think and he, well, was he like, seemed ancient yeah, we, yeah. I, we, we've talked about this before yeah, and yeah. how funny that is hey you yeah you got bush i'll bet you do if you're not using the life-changing yeah i said it life-changing products from our sponsor manscaped i cannot say enough good things about these products they are simply wonderful what i can say is that if you haven't already you should try them out if you have not used these products you are missing out but the good thing is that we can offer you 20 percent off plus free shipping at manscaped.com by using the promo code overstated O-V-E-R-S-T-A-T-E-D, just like the name of this podcast. Again, that's 20% off plus free shipping. That is a tremendous value. That's like a rookie scale contract, to put it into NBA terms. Um, But once you get to manscaped.com, what I would recommend going with is what they call the Perfect Package 3.0, and it is quite literally that. It is a perfectly packaged assortment of goodies, including lotions, uh, the, the crop preserver, ball deodorant. What's ball deodorant? I don't know. I need ball deodorant. Well, you do. Take it from me. Uh, a couple of free gifts like these ridiculously comfortable boxer shorts that I just recently got around to trying on for the first time, and now I want more. Also, a high-end travel bag to put everything in, including the star of the show, which is the Lawnmower 3.0. That's Manscaped's trimmer designed specifically for male grooming. It is a wonderful tool. Does it have an LED light that's super helpful? Sure does. Is it waterproof? Sure is. You can use that thing in the shower. Does it employ Manscaped's advanced skin-safe technology to prevent nicks and cuts? Oh, you better believe it. Oh, and that skin-safe technology is a game-changer for real. It's like the Steph Curry Draymond Green pick-and-roll, like for real changing the game, not having to worry about nicks and cuts anymore. It is a whole new world, a whole new level of trust. Again, the code is overstated. O-V-E-R-S-T-A-T-E-D. The website is manscaped.com. The discount is 20% plus free shipping. Do yourself a favor. Check it out. Use our discount. You will not regret that decision. All right, back to the podcast. Not to put you on the spot here, but do you have any idea about how how different a prime looks now compared to nineteen the mid nineteen sixties or something? Like, would you say that primes are uh, starting later and going later now, or just longer in yeah. general? Like, yeah, I mean, I it would. would make sense. Yeah, generally, I did 
do this. I don't think I have the graph anymore, but I did take like a huge sample. I can't remember. It was like a thousand seasons of players drafted before the merger and players drafted after the merger. And I kind of made like, put them next next to each other on a graph to be like, right, this is how well you're performing over the years. And this is kind of, this is the rise and decline. I found generally guys pre-merger, like the peak was like 26, 27. And then by 30, you're already in your decline. Whereas for players post-merger, it's actually closer to 28 or 29 is peak, peak level, like the top of the mountain. And then the fall off is a lot slower. So it does, it, mm. it conforms, I think, with what we are expecting. And that, like I said at the start, you hit physical peak at about 26 and then it's maintaining that, not losing it. And, you know, back in the early days, they could only maintain it for about a year or two. Then the drop-off starts to happen and, you know, they, they've left their peak prime level. Whereas now we can maintain that for maybe two or three years that kind of stopped the decay of the body, yeah, which is terrible to think because I'm like, shit, that was like three years ago. Fuck. <laughs> like, fuck. Well, I mean, yeah, there's a few guys I think that that are good examples of that. Obviously, LeBron is mm-hmm. the, the main one. I mean, he's still a freak athlete. Uh, and even like, I mean, a couple of years ago, I think you could say he was 95% as athletic as he'd ever been. And now he's a little less than that, but he's still unreal. I think Westbrook is another one that just never ceases to amaze me. Yeah. Um, Cause Russ is, he's, he's 32, I believe now probably getting close to 33. And like, I don't know if you saw the dunk he had the other night, but uh, Oh my gosh. Oh, was it, it was on Biombo, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, it was a, I want to say, Oh my incredible. gosh. He is. So like he, he's, he, I haven't seen any decline in his athleticism and he's got a guy whose whole game is predicated on athleticism mm-hmm. and a guy who's had a lot of injuries, mm-hmm. a lot, a lot of sur- surgeries, more than people realize and has taken a lot of hard falls and plays harder than anybody in history. And yet here he is at 32 doing shit like that. It doesn't even make sense. He might be the most extreme example of somebody who's been able to sustain that athletic peak that you reach at, 26 or whatever and he's essentially sustained it for another six years which yeah, just yeah. flies in the face of all historical precedent yeah you know, it's, it's amazing yeah and it's 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 not just that because like if it was just him by himself i'd be like oh maybe it's just he is the great he might already be the greatest athlete guard ever but i'd just be like I yeah think he's, he's the just- most i think he's the most athletic player in nba history i've said that before like might, i yeah. posted about that i think if i had to say I think he's the most athletic player in NBA history. I think, yeah, you'd have to go. You have to go like speed, him. Speed, strength, jumping. Yeah, yeah you'd have to I go mean, him or LeBron realistically. But I get, yeah, because he's in. Yeah, a, I wouldn't argue against smaller, LeBron because he's in such a small, yeah. much smaller package. But like, it's not just that he's doing that. It's that he's doing that, and he's had the ever since the Pat Bev collision. He's had. I know he's had knee surgeries every off season, basically since then. Yeah. Like yeah. he's constantly getting a knee surgery. Since then, and like, I think I've already said this, I think on the podcast that like in 2017 or 2018, one of his trainers came out and was like, look, he knows he's only got three or four years left. And then his, his athleticism is going to be gone because of these, these knee injuries are chronic. Like that's why he needs to get surgery on them every year because they fucking hurt like hell. But 
he just keeps going. You'd expect going. to see some decline. Yeah. Like if that was going to be the case where like if he's on the brink of a precipitous fall off, yeah. like you would expect to see some kind of gradual decline and I haven't seen it. And it's just wild because, yeah, he's taken a lot of uh, a lot of physical yeah. pounding in the NBA and just – I mean like I, I've been expecting like an Iverson, an Iversonian uh, fall off for – Westbrook and it would have happened by now by the time Iverson was this age he, it was happening oh, yeah. to him and uh oh, yeah. and he wasn't you know they're different players and different levels of athlete but that's kind of what I expected I thought Dwayne Wade was going to hit that too and he sort of did but it came a little bit later than I thought I think a lot of that was his is just his savvy his intelligence his yeah being yeah, able yeah. to figure it out even when he's not as athletic but yeah although um, he was still slightly I can't remember how old he was because like 2009 is kind of real peak weight after his first or maybe his second big injury he hits his peak and that's 27 and then by you think yeah, by 2012 yeah. he is not the same player lebron joined no, no, no. and he's 30 and he is not the same guy clearly out of his prime um still a good player it, like yeah i mean but but it essentially did happen to him too and it'll be interesting to see how long russ can keep this up um but we had this kind of uncharted territory. I mean, it, it makes sense that guys are playing longer now and and, and extending their primes. Uh, but yeah, I think I think LeBron is is the ultimate example, and that's mm-hmm. that's one where it's like I think a lot of people would say he's still in his prime. Yeah, yeah, and again, man, like yeah, if you compare it to his twenty thirteen. Mm-hmm. Or you know anywhere in that range, he's not that quite that player. So in that sense, it's not his prime, but he's still playing at an MVP level, and that's where it's kind of like, how do we distinguish, you know, where the where the prime ends mm-hmm. exactly when it's when it's so gradual and so subtle with LeBron, it's like a mm-hmm. subtle decline, like you almost don't notice. Yeah, I guess you, you what you like. I think um. The other day, not the other day, the other month or something was like the anniversary of his career high, like 61 point game against Charlotte. And I made a little post about it. And before I posted about it, I went back and watched the extended highlights of that game. And that's kind of what it took for me to be like, okay, he's not, he's not what he was then. Cause that was like, okay, this is a different player. He's still awesome. But, um, but again, that, that speaks to the subtlety of his decline. And that's where it gets hard to draw a line when it's somebody like Shaq or even like Duncan. It's, it's pretty easy to just, you can look at their basketball reference page and kind of point, okay, it's right there with LeBron. It's, it's tough, man. And that's where that line is definitely blurred. And I think that just speaks to how he's like few others in history. Yeah. I think right now LeBron is, he's kind of like, he's like Wiley Coyote and he's running off the cliff. Cause like at this point at 35, like I did do some research. Like I think Steve Nash is actually a great example. He he's, he was 35 in 2010. He was still very LeBron's good. actually 36 now. He's 36 now. I just meant the last full season we had with him. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So yep. then Wilt was really good in 72. That's actually when they won the championship, him and Jerry West. At, no, yes, yes, it was 72. Yes, that's when they won the championship, him and Jerry West. He was still very good. That was LeBron last year. This year, mm-hmm. it's basically like... We're talking 2000 Karl Malone. We're talking like even older Wilt. Those are his only contemporaries and none, neither of those were close to an MVP level player at 36. And they're like them, like Kareem wasn't close to an MVP level player. Tim Duncan, Duncan, not close. Like Hakeem, not close. That's like, that's what I mean where like if you curved 
if you put like well, every Dirk, M- Dirk at Dirk at thirty six, no, not no. even. I don't even know if he was an all star caliber no. player at thirty six. No, I don't think so. No, you get like that would have been like what two thousand fourteen. Yeah, no way. Yeah, no, yeah, and you get like um, Kevin Garnett. No, John Stockton no, no. was. He's still. He's like a starter level player, but no. Like you know, there's no, not really like old, yeah. old Reggie no. Miller. Like yeah, like LeBron is going to be a step above. He's already proved at 36. He is a step above what any other 36 year old is going to be. And at this point, it keeps getting worse because then you get to 37, you get even older Stockton, older Carl Malone. I don't even think there's a 37 year old in the league right now. <laughs> like I really, I don't know. I don't, no, I definitely don't know. not a thirty-eight-year-old. Um, I don't know if Tyson Chandler or Kyle Korver is floating around. I don't think they are <laughs> they've though. Played, um, stepped on the floor this year. <laughs> or not. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, yeah, it's like he's like last year. I remember saying like he's the age that Jordan was in his final year with the Bulls. Even probably slightly older, but yeah. now he's definitely older than Jordan ever was in a Bulls uniform. And um, and he's he's. I don't know. I don't want to say he's better than Jordan was in '98, but he's definitely at that level, and that's that's Michael Jordan. You want to know um, the um, the ten guys around LeBron right now in age, ten closest guys in the so NBA. In the NBA, yeah. You've got, yeah. Um, so you got Dwight Howard. Bear in mind that right now I'm starting guys that are younger than LeBron. Dwight Howard, Taj Gibson, Jared Dudley, Trevor Ariza, Lamarcus Aldridge, JJ Redick. Then LeBron is fourth oldest. Then Marc Gasol, Carmelo Anthony is second oldest, and Iguodala is the oldest at thirty-seven. Those are, and that is a washed team. That, that is, is all. Those guys are so old. They're so old and they're so bad. And you think Jared Dudley is just there waving the towels on the sideline, and he's younger than LeBron. He, he is an old guy, <laughs> man. Old. Taj Gibson is old as fuck. Right? <laughs> old as fuck. Like Gasol that is so washed. crazy. Like Mello has been oh. washed for years at this point. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> uh, no, that's my guy. But yeah, dude, no, that's funny. That list, those are old those are guys. Old guys. And then you have LeBron, yeah. 26, 8 and 8, MVP candidate. If you know, probably if not for the injury, of course. Um, yeah. I mean, but, uh, that, that LeBron Mafia was definitely driving the narrative that he was a uh, he would have finished <laughs> if he had never got hurt. He definitely would have finished top three in voting. You Absolutely. know, he would have just Absolutely. maybe top two. Maybe he would have won it. Who knows? Yeah, um, yeah. he wouldn't have been my MVP, but no, but he's you know, absolutely one of on the him. five best players this regular season, though. Yes, like absolutely. Yes, yes. and that is yes. Like he's he's probably he's a better player right now this season than probably a couple guys that I'd have ahead of him mm-hmm. uh, in the MVP. You know, that's a whole other conversation, though. Yeah. We've talked about a lot, but. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I mean, he's probably not in, you can't say he's in his prime at age 36, mm-hmm. but he had a long ass prime. Would you say he has the longest prime yes. in NBA history? The longest true prime? Yes, I would absolutely yeah, I would say he had the longest true prime. Cause it depends like, when do you want to start a prime? Cause like LeBron's, I think LeBron's actual prime is from like 2009 to 2018. I think that's his actual like peak peak level is from about and I think it ends at about there because then in 2019 he has the injury it kind of it breaks his combo of like amazing seasons after another I think but it depends because like at 22 23 he's taken teams to the NBA finals so I mean, like, even yeah. even in like 2006 like he didn't 
have squad really, mm-hmm. but like he averaged 31 points a game. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that was the highest mark of his career. And it's like, it's hard to say that's not part of his prime. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think we could, I think we could safely say if we wanted to, and again, this is where it gets a little arbitrary, a little subjective, but I'd probably say it started in his third season. Definitely not his first, definitely not his second, but I think the third, there's an argument there. Yeah. And I mean, I think I'd say probably his last year in Cleveland maybe would be like a fair end point. Yeah. 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 To his prime. So that's like 05, 06 through See, 17, at same, 18. At the same time, though, I think LeBron is better in 2020 than he was in 2006 or 2007. Like, I think if you. That's put, interesting. Yeah. I think, I think he is better, in which case is 2020 part is. of his prime. Like, right. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, because he he is so much smarter now. Yeah, he is better. That's a good. That's a very good and important point. So, I and I yeah. agree so wholeheartedly. What, I'm just looking at the numbers yeah, here, yeah. getting caught up in that a little bit. But honestly, he is significantly better now than he was at at least 21, 22. Yeah, like yeah, third, yeah. fourth year, right? So, but then it's like, yeah, well, if that's not, then yeah, then is this his prime, and or do we just really have to narrow it down? To be you like, know, get a little yeah. more specific to where it's like maybe his last year in Cleveland through the championship year, the second time in Cleveland, something in there with the Miami years. Like, I think if you had to make a convenient peak mm-hmm. um, or, or short four year prime, I think the Miami years are a pretty good thing mm-hmm. to look at. Like, that was probably well his best version. Well, remember, I said the um, 27 to 29 is like the golden point. That is like peak 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 like 90 percent of players will peak in that season in those seasons that is lebron 2012 to 2014 and that is yeah. jordan 91 to 93 and so yeah it's it holds pretty true man it is that's you know magic from 87 to 89 that's a fun one actually larry bird was 27 28 and 29 when he won his three mvps in a row wow that's yeah the, wow it was it encompasses Kobe's 2006, 2007, and 2008. It was when he was 27 to 29. So it's, you know, it, it does fit like, you know, it works so on two players. Giannis and Jokic are about to so yeah, probably, yeah. they're probably just entering their best mm-hmm. three, four-year stretches. Yeah. And I think... Sounds about right. I think for those It's hard to imagine well, them being even better than they are now. I mean, I actually, because I went and looked, because obviously we have like the best players in the league right now. So we've talked about LeBron enough. That's like one of the superstars. I think uh, Durant and Steph, they're both 32. I think with injuries... Steph just turned 33. He just turned I know you're talking like season. Yeah, like yeah, I'm talking like season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He is 33. But Steph's, a little, Steph's about six months older yeah. than KD, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so they, that's crazy when he was drafted two years later as well. But um, yeah. KD is a monster. But um, yeah, I think they're probably both on their way out of their prime where like, they're not going to have any seasons going forward that are going to be as good as the ones that have come before them. If that makes sense, like just based on what's happened, I think both they're both still going to be like all NBA players for probably a few more years. I don't think, I think this is kind of, this was their last chance for both of them to really compete for like MVPs or like maybe even be a championship player, like the best player on a championship team it might well be that like next year or the year after we're like, shit, they can't do this anymore. Like I see it happening with Steph sooner and not just because he's a little bit older. Um, you know, I, I think, 
I mean, he's he, he I, okay. He's playing at, I guess you could say he's playing at an MVP level. Like if the Warriors were, you know, a top three seed and he was playing exactly how he's playing with the exact numbers, sure, he's. Oh, yeah. You could say that. So that's that's fine. Durant's a bummer, man, because like he was probably my MVP mm-hmm. when he got hurt. I think he was the best player in the league this season, and it's just he has been out for so long that we've all kind of forgotten what a marvelous season he was having coming off yeah. a fucking Achilles and a year away from the NBA. Like it's so wild how good he was. And I'm not saying he was better than he was in 2014, but God, he was close. I mean, he was almost as good as he's ever been better than a lot of those super young years. Like kind of like it is with LeBron, yeah. like this year, even post Achilles, he, I think he was better than he was his first three years anyway. Yeah. Right. So yeah, yeah. that's a shame because this is turning into another lost season. And I know, look, it, that's not going to be the case. If he's back healthy for the playoffs and the Nets, you know, go to the finals or something, it's still a very meaningful season. But, man, we've lost a great regular season from KD, and it really is a bummer. And um, But I wouldn't rule him out for, like, next year. If he's 100%, I don't see him being any less than he's been this year. I just think he, I mean, he's so tall, and he's such a great shooter, and he's so smart. He's got, like, this combination of things. And yes, he had a major injury, but he's so light like that. I don't know. I I could see him kind of staying healthy and just doing his thing for a a while. I could see him being like an MVP caliber player at like age 35, 36. I really could. See, he is an interesting one. Yeah. Because like all that stuff you say is right about him. Like he's very atypical for someone who's like 6'10", 6'11". Because he probably weighs less than even a lot of like six five players weigh now, honestly. But yeah. but he is he's come off you know the worst injury, and he's come back looking better than maybe anyone ever has. But it's still the worst injury, and like we're seeing with injuries going forward, you need to be extra careful with him. Yeah. And he might maybe he picks up a few more nagging injuries now than he would have before. We don't know. I'm just I'm hesitant to think that with the injury he's still going to play at this level going forward. Whether that means yeah. it's next year he starts falling off or even the year after, I think it's going to happen now sooner than it would have done without the Achilles injury. I think that's probably the best yeah. way for me to put it. Like I just No, that's fair. And looking at this list, those are the guys like other than LeBron who again we've talked about a lot. Uh yeah, it would be those are age-wise and just mm-hmm. Sort of career-wise, the ones that seem like they could be, they'd be the next to decline. Then Harden is thirty-one. Uh, but I think again, I weird, think, weird game mm-hmm. should age really well. Yeah, I don't see him going anywhere anytime soon. I think, no, I think yeah. we've still got like three more years of mm-hmm. like prime Harden. Honestly, he's certainly well within his prime at age thirty-one, and yeah. I, I could see at least a couple more years before we say, okay, maybe he's out of his prime. Dame, Dame, I think. This could be the best. This could he be. might not get any better. Than I mean, he is I mean, it could now. also I think he's be better last than he year. was. Well, it could be last. What's year. It could be last year uh, as well. I'm not. I'm not sure. Do I think he's better this year than last year? He was awesome. I last think year. it's about the same. It's about for me. The it's same. about the same. So we, we, same. we are probably at his absolute peak here, like 29. Negligible difference. Yeah. Either last season or this season was his absolute peak because he was last season was certainly his best season ever. And then I think he sort of plateaued. In, I mean, at a, an MVP yeah, level yeah. this season. And uh, I could see him just he's he's a small guy, um, fairly reliant on his quickness. Mm-hmm. He's still going to be awesome. I don't think he's just going to fall off. He works too hard. He's mm-hmm. he's too smart. He, he's, he'll adapt. Um, but I, I this might be like 
his last like best shot to win MVP, I guess, it if you want to put be. it that way. But I think with a guard, I do think he's got another couple years where he'll still be, maybe he'll take a tiny dip next year, but he'll still be yeah. basically this level. And I think yeah. he, he's got a good chance, not maybe as good a chance as Harden, because Harden is just built thick. And he is a super intelligent player on the court. And his game is super efficient. Like just a movement is super efficient in Harden. Like Harden's greatest physical attribute is his ability to slow down. And like that's that's going to, I think, help Harden going forward. So I don't think Dame is going to quite, you know, Harden, I'm saying maybe no. he is still amazing at 34. He is still Harden's going to be a Harden's going to be a I love Dame he's my favorite player but Harden's going to be a better 34 year old than yeah. Dame yeah but right I, and but the thing with both of those guys is they've both been remarkably durable mm-hmm. they've yeah. missed very few games and I, uh, throughout their career they've never had a major injury mm-hmm. knock on wood so that that is going to work in their favor too and I agree about Dame like all I'm saying is he's probably never going to be better than he is now no I agree or last that. season or whatever I think but but it's not going to be just like a fall off like he like next season I bet he still averages. 27 and seven yeah, as yeah. an all NBA player and stuff like he's going to, he's not going anywhere. Don't go no, yeah. wrong. I think, I think and then, that, um, the 33 and then Jimmy Butler was kind of the other one mm. in that age range of all those guys. <laughs> where, like, I didn't, I didn't even have him. You, you put Jimmy Butler well, in there. Yeah. Well, well, I, I went, I went 15. Uh, I, I, went, I wrote, I wrote I down 11. like my top 15. So that's probably, yeah. Yeah. I, I put a few bonus ones in there. Um, <laughs> we've got a few more minutes here, man, before yeah. we got to get going, but I know something I think we should talk about. Uh, and I know you did a little bit of research about this. Mm-hmm. Like, when can we expect some of these younger guys that aren't in their prime yet to hit their prime or their peak? However, you want to do that. So when we're talking about, you know, the obvious ones, Tatum, Zion, Luca, all pre-prime yes. based on their age. Luca and Zion, no question, they're not in their prime yet. And I, I don't think Tatum is either at just turned 23. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh, yeah. W- yeah, when we look at these guys – you know, especially these young guys, like when, when can we expect yeah. them, their best version to, to appear? So um, just to touch on the three youngest guys who are probably still MVP candidates, I think uh, Embiid, I think this is probably his actual prime because he's 26. He's a big man. He's not healthy. I think this will be his last. I th- That this might be me being conservative. I think this is going to be his best year ever. I think he's never mm. going to eclipse this because I think he get reaches 27, 28, 29. Injuries will really start to settle in. He'll be too old. Um, yeah. Giannis should peak next year or the year after. That should be absolute peak. Like Giannis that can take the Bucks to the title should be next year or the year after just based on um, the data we have. Jokic should be in 2023, should be his prime until about from about 2019 to about 2025 should be his prime i'm penciling him in as a guy that can play later than that a Me bit too. kind of harden-esque well and way. i think the 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 i'm glad you mentioned them next to each other the Giannis and Jokic is an interesting one because they're essentially the same age i think they're almost exactly the same age i know they're both 26 right now yeah and so but if you look at the nature of their games Right now, I think Jokic is is going to age better. He's a lot less reliant on his physical gifts, obviously. Mm-hmm. He can shoot the ball, obviously. He can pass the ball better than Giannis, even though Giannis is a good passer. And that's not to say Giannis can't reinvent himself as maybe like a true big man. Okay, that's what I've always wanted for him. Um, I don't know if he'll do that, but I think that would probably be his best path to longevity because I don't think he's ever going to become a great shooter or even a good shooter. 
But so, but based on what we've seen thus far, I would expect Jokic's prime to go at least a couple years longer than Giannis's, and that lines up with what you said. Where Giannis's best season is probably going to be next season, maybe the year after. Jokic's could be a few years down the road. Yeah, I think it will probably be closer to thirty. Honestly, it might even be like Dirk, where he has his best year when he's like thirty-one or something. Yeah. Just because wouldn't surprise learned, me at all. Yeah, just because he's learned the game that much better yeah. he has no reliance on his athleticism unlike Embiid Man, or Giannis we've got a lot we've got a lot of good Jokic years oh yeah ahead of us and oh, I'm yeah. really excited about that yeah I think one <laughs> one that's kind of might shock people is someone like Zion I want to hit on because I think Zion falls into what I said earlier he the potential of being like a hyper athletic wing who by the time he's 23 we're like oh my god this guy is an MVP candidate so like 2024, we could be like, fuck, this guy is MVP candidate, top five player. Just imagine he's going to be the GOAT. Imagine how good he's going to be. Mm. And then 25 is actually his best year. Like 2026 yeah. is actually when he peaks. And then the athleticism, just just a tiniest bit gets cut off. And then he's not the same player anymore. I yeah, even, if, even if we don't, even like, because everyone wants to talk about injuries with Zion. Like, let's assume he never suffers a major injury, which God, I hope that's the case. Um, even just with the natural slight decline in athleticism that takes place 26, maybe 27, but with somebody, his size probably a little bit earlier, um, that could be enough to make it. So like you said, his best year could be 25. I mean, Mm-hmm. Zion's only 20. He's he 20. turns 21 in July. Yeah. So he's gonna be 21 next season, mm-hmm. 22 the year after that, yeah. 23 the year after that. Like, yeah. So honestly, it wouldn't shock me if like 23, 24 was even his best season. Mm-hmm. I mean, this be, is so hard to say, but yeah, but that wouldn't be, surprise be like me at Tracy all. Tracy McGrady, Penny Hardaway. So that's because think about how good he already is mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Like, I think he's a top 15 player in the league right now, which is crazy. Yeah, I think because um, I've never been the biggest Zion guy, but I, I really think he is. I put him in my top 15. I listed here. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, <laughs> yeah. and, and to think, okay, three years out is a ways. So it sounds crazy to say his best season might be his age 23 season, mm-hmm. but that's not next season, not the season after that. It's the one after that. That's how young he is. Mm-hmm. So I could see that. I mean, I think he's certainly going to enter his prime early, and I hope he doesn't exit it early, but I think he's more likely to do that than yeah. anybody else on this list other than like Embiid, who's an obvious injury case. Yeah, I um, think he is probably the closest to that. Whereas yeah. I think, and he was the only one of the young players I looked at that I bookmarked as, like Embiid, maybe his prime's going to go younger and cut younger, like a Dwight Howard kind of thing like a Embiid possibly or even Shaq like yeah like I said like Shaq by 31 is not yeah. Shaq of 27 even Barkley's another yeah, one Barkley. where it's kind of an early one like Barkley pretty much I'd say it ran from you know about his age 27 season or 26 maybe like 80 maybe 88 89 um through his MVP season but after that MVP season he wasn't the oh, same yeah. guy no he you- had a very short prime but a very uh, a very high peak. Mm-hmm. And I think him and I, I just a slight tangent. I think him and Carl Malone is an interesting debate because yeah. uh, they're very close in everybody's all time rankings. And with Malone, you just have this incredibly long prime, probably second only to LeBron. Honestly, the guy won an MVP at age 36. He was just about to turn 36 in 1999. And, uh, mm-hmm. and but then with Barkley, you just have this like five year, just 
unbelievable, better than Malone ever was, but then he kind of falls off Mm -hmm. and they end up being about the same. I mean, neither of them won a championship. So they're like these very close guys in, in terms of like their rankings, but one had this long, steady, sustained prime and another one had just this short explosive peak. Yeah. And it's that could, which which do you favor? I, you could go either way. They each won an MVP, Malone won two, but yeah. neither won a title. They're very similar in a lot of ways. Yeah. Same era, obviously, same age. Yeah. Yeah, and that that could be the same for someone like Zion and Zion could be Barkley. He could be Barkley and someone like, you know, Tatum could be Malone. Yeah. He could go bam, right. could be Malone. They just go on forever, but they never have a yeah. peak like Zion. But, yeah, Tatum and Zion, I could see that being like a, yeah. a like a weird version of mm-hmm. Barkley Malone. Yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. Um, but speaking of, let's see, a couple last two guys I want to kind of hear from with this is Tatum and Luca. I think yeah. those are the yeah. The other big. than Zion, those are the you know. Well, I actually have them ahead of Zion, but those are the other guys in this conversation mm-hmm. that are not yet in their prime. Yeah. So I I think Tatum is probably going to be a bit straightforward in the sense that you know he's not hyper hyper athletic like he's he's athletic but he's not hyper athletic he's also got intelligence in his game he's got skill in his game which for me means it's it all points to the fact he's a very conventional kind of model of a superstar if that makes sense so i think 27 28 29 depending on how he develops mentally it could be slightly later i think 27 is probably going to be his absolute peak and that would put it at 2026, which is also partly why I think what the Celtics are doing right now, just a tangent, why I think this, what the Celtics are doing right now is kind of, they're kind of fretting over nothing because it's like you blew all this money on old stars to win with young young rookie and second year, third year players with superstar upside. You slotted them with all stars. It didn't work out. The team blew up. Now Kemba is a negative value contract. You've just got Tatum and Jalen you build now towards Tatum and Jalen's primes, which are going to be like 25, 26, you know, those type of years. They're still like three or four years away from that. You need to start building. Away, yeah. yeah, you need to think of like, right, what has just happened from like 2017 to 2020? That was one era of Boston basketball. We're now entering a new era of Boston basketball where maybe we're not going to be good for a couple of years even though we've got these young superstars and we're looking to build a team that's going to peak when Tatum is ready to win championships. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're, they're in a much better position than someone like the Bulls, who's probably looking to build around Levine and and now Vooch who are both probably at their peak mm-hmm. right now. And it's like, but the Bulls are looking toward the future and I hope these guys can yeah. hang on for a few more years yeah, while, we, while Patrick like, Williams develops and we, yeah. and we, and we build around him and draft a couple more guys. Like, so the, at least the Celtics have that cushion. I guess, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. best way to describe it. Yeah. Um, no, I see them yeah. kind of coming in later. Like I see if they can keep this together, I think Tatum and Jalen can be a juggernaut by like the 2024, 2025 season. Yeah. They a could few be years a, from now. Yeah. They yeah. could be a juggernaut team. And if, you know, Robert Williams, Peyton Pritchard, Grant Williams, if some of these guys keep developing and then Romeo Langford, Romeo Langford. Langford. I like that kid. I'm giving him a shout out. I'm excited about him. (laughs) For some reason, I I like his, uh, I like his defensive versatility. I think he's going to be a nice piece for them. But anyway, yeah, yeah, that's, but that's what you need though. You like a couple of those guys hit sign a good free agent because they want to come play with Tatum and Brown who are awesome. And then you're competing for championships again in like three, four years time. I think that's pretty realistic for this team. And it follows now you're not on the trajectory where Tatum is your second, third option around Kyrie or Hayward or whoever, whoever. 
Tatum is now the centerpiece, and he's still it's twenty-two. Yeah, he's still twenty-two. Like a seismic shift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he needs okay. to develop. Last and guy we, we need to hit on. Now, yeah, Luca. You know who it is? Is going to be just gushing about Luca because he is twenty-one officially. He's also, I think, earmarked as someone who's going to hit his prime later because like Harden, his deceleration is the main physical tool he has which separates him. He's big, but he's intelligent, like hyper, hyper intelligent. Maybe the most intelligent. Uh, we did our like we did our Luca gush fest pod yeah. uh, during the bubble, and I remember talking about that, how pretty much everything he does is is based on his – intelligence on mm-hmm. the court everything he does is yeah. is a product of his basketball iq and i mean there's very few guys throughout history you can say that about for it to be that good mm-hmm. when you yeah you're big but he's not using quickness he's not it, it's 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 mm-hmm. iq man and yeah. so yeah that certainly works in his favor in this discussion and you think like like I, I think we can both agree he's like one of the 11 best players in the league like we've named pretty much all oh, of yeah. them like Kawhi, ad dame blah, oh he's blah, blah. he's Probably top seven, I think. Yeah. I, I think it's crazy think, to have many lower than that. Yeah. yeah. And he is four years younger than anyone else on that list. He's yeah. 21. And he's like, when I drew this out, like I, you know, mapped out primes. I mapped out when players should get good. And you've got like, so like at 20, you should still be pretty crap. He was a low MVP candidate. At 21, you take a jump up. At 22, you meant to take another jump up. 23, you're meant to take another jump up. And then about 24, you hit your prime. And then you're kind of, you're 24 to 30 is like that prime level. And then you hit your real peak of like 27, 28, 29, then 30, then 31, 32, 33, 34, you start to fall off. Like Luca is still two, three levels down from what he should be in his prime. Like that's yeah. that's the terrifying part of it, that he is- Crazy. But he is like so much worse than he should be in his prime. Like you think 21 year old LeBron is like we said, 2006 LeBron like that's, and then you think how much better he got from there. And maybe Luca won't get that much better than that. But you know what's he, interesting with, with these guys, when we think about this, just, this just came to me like, you know, so this is a pretty consistent trend, right? Like hitting your prime at, 24. LeBron did it. We know Luke is going to do it. But it's interesting because the ways that these guys get better mm-hmm. vary mm-hmm. quite a bit. Okay. Like if I were to pinpoint something for Luca, what's going to take? Because it's this was another question we asked in that podcast. It's like, how much better can he get from this yeah, season, yeah. this season being last season when we talked about it? And, you know, I think the thing that is going to be shooting with Luca, mm-hmm. right? Now, but not all guys get better at shooting. Some guys, it's just like they find a way to get better, but it's it's in a different way. It's not that they're necessarily developing athletically. They don't all get better at shooting. They don't all mm-hmm. get smarter. I guess you get smarter in a way, but it's it's different with everybody. And but they all get there to that point of improvement. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think I think with Luca, that's what it's going to be because I think that's the obvious question. It's like, well, he's you're just telling me he's two levels below what he's going to be in his prime. Yeah. or even when he enters his prime and it's like how's that that like hurts my brain to think about because he's so damn good already but it's like his shooting percentages they've gotten better over the course of this season but overall they're not nearly i don't think where they're going to ultimately settle and so and and there's other areas he can improve and will improve and it's scary to think about but he's going to get keep getting smarter yeah and um yeah it's and- just like oh my god what is what is 27 year old luca gonna 
be like. Yeah. Like that is so far down the road. Yeah. And I like, think, I don't even want to think about how old I'm gonna be by the time Luke is twenty seven. That's a no, long ways away. No, like, I know. I I, I plotted out like if he was twenty seven, twenty eight, let's just say let's say he ends up a year later at twenty eight. That's twenty twenty eight where Luca is in like we have just started the decade of Luca. We have only just begun <laughs> the decade of Luca. And Indeed. and he is like when you add that one thing I think is like I mentioned this, I actually I've been working on a goat trajectory for and like right at what age were people the best? I actually think fun just to show how unbiased I am. I actually have the twenty-one-year-old goat as Kobe Bryant. I think Kobe was the he best was player. All, he was all NBA, I believe, yeah. as a twenty-one-year-old. Yeah, I think by twenty-one nice. he was like the that. best player. Like in terms of like right, how well, how good were you at nineteen? Plus, how good were you at twenty? Plus twenty-one. I think Kobe had that up until 21. Then I think Shaq takes over at about 22, 23. But right now, I think Luca at age 20 was second behind Kobe. I think age 21, he's third behind Shaq. Like this year, I think he's going to end up as like the third best player through their age 21 season. But looking at the guys, like the other guys who are in this discussion are like Kevin Durant, Magic Johnson, Tracy McGrady, LeBron James, Shaq, Kobe. Like the only guy there who isn't like a top 15, top 10 player ever is Tracy McGrady. And you might even say that some of that was because of injuries. Like yeah. It's, yeah. it's just oh, yeah. like he is absolutely on but, trajectory, top 10, top yeah, 15 man. player ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I mean, I, yeah, I don't, there, there's, I, I don't even know, man. Like this is Shaq. More- Shaq at this age, I don't know. I mean, Luke, I think Luke is right there with Shaq, Kobe, yeah. whoever. I mean, yeah, uh, this for age. sure. Yeah. For sure, man. He's he's unreal. Um, he's having a great season. He just had kind of a slow start to the season. Mm-hmm. Came in out of shape, wasn't shooting the ball well. Mavs weren't playing particularly well. But I swear, I think if you – I haven't even looked at this, but I bet if you take that first month or even first three weeks of the season out, um, his numbers are crazy. And like, he, he's been playing really well. I mean, yeah, I think, guys, yeah. the guy's unreal, but, but the future is just, it's mind boggling to think about what yeah. it's going to look how like. Good for he, yeah. Luka. Just, how good. Well, just to um, give you an idea. Um, since if you cut out the first month, he's shooting 41% from three, which there is you go. insane. Yeah. On, there you go. On eight yeah. attempts per game. <laughs> He's shooting forty-one percent. Elite, yeah, that's- elite numbers. Okay, so yeah, when Luca's an elite shooter, then it's like, yeah, that's what takes him to the next level. So I mean, I imagine know. if he can just be that all next season, then it's like that's another step, another level. I think, uh, I think quietly as well, he might just end up being the only guy to challenge Magic as the greatest passer of all time. Because you think the age he is now, like compare his passing at twenty twenty-one to LeBron's, yeah, like he's already like nearly as good as what about the joker though do you think he can ever become a better passer than the joker is i think so i think he can you think think he's pretty close now i think when you consider like his ability to attack his ability as a kind of perimeter guard to attack to draw double teams i think if he's not better i think just because of the position he plays his ball handling his ability to score is obviously better than Jokic's, even though Jokic's is underrated you add that together and it's like what I said on the um the rookie podcast, like Jordan is not the passer magic is, but he's probably creating more plays because he is right. he's scrambling defenses so much. Right, right, you right. Know, that's just, what Luke, that's what Luke is doing. Yeah, he's just scrambling yeah. defenses. Like right now, he is legitimately 
having one of the 10, 15 greatest seasons by creation. Like the amount of shots he's creating for teammates. The only guys who are better than him this year compared to this year are Magic and Steve Nash. They're the only guys that compare to him. And he's 21. And the defense never knows what to do with him. And he, he just needs, he just needs a little bit better of a team around him. I mean, the Mavs, that roster is not great. You know, he's another guy like, and he's so young, he's going to get that guy, especially with Dallas's ownership. And yeah, yeah. People are going to want to play with him. Who wouldn't want to play with Luca? Yeah. He's got to be so much fun to play with. Um, so he's going to get that guy. And when that happens, you know, when he gets a squad around him, man, mm-hmm. it's, it's over. I mean, he's, he's going to win multiple yeah. titles and they've got know, all the time I, I in the world. They, it's, the yeah, yeah. Just turned 22. I think, you know, yeah. Or, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's scary to think about. Yeah. He might so, still be in his prime in 2031. He might still be yeah. his prime. Oh yeah. His game's going to age well, man. Yeah. He's not, he, he doesn't barely leave the ground. I don't see any reason why he's going to have a bunch of injuries and, and he's going to learn how to maintain his body better um, as he gets older as well. Like he's not, I don't think he comes into training camp out of shape yeah. next season. I think no, I this think, was the last time that happens. I think it was, Um, I can't remember exactly who it was. I think it was, no, I think it was Mark Cuban actually, who quote, who said this, I think on the Bill Simmons podcast where he said, yeah, because of everything that happened, Luca came into training camp, you know, they didn't know when it would start. He'd been in Slovenia, you know, getting fed by everyone. He came back like, you know, um, he had to get rushed back, rushed into quarantine, rushed back into the facilities to get ready for the new season. And Cuban was like, you know, he knows that he cannot be out of condition again. Like he's no, we're he's not like, gonna see that again, I don't I don't think, man. And and just you know, he's going to learn that as he gets older and sports science and medicine is is only going to get more advanced and that's going to work in his favor as well. I mean, who knows, man, he could be in his prime at 35 for all we know at this point. We, I mean, you think, we project, you think how good magic was uh, after not playing for like four years, how good he was in 96. Yeah. He was still yeah. pretty fucking good. He was like definitely like an all-star level yeah. player. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Without playing for like five years. And that is kind of how good Luca could be or even better than that. Cause you know, he won't have, you know, the, right. the same lifestyle. Cause magic obviously led a crazy lifestyle, but was still yeah. at 30. It's that same. Yeah, yeah. They're both geniuses too, though. And yeah. it's like that, that he's a ba- Luca's a basketball genius much in the way that, that magic was as well. And that's going to carry him for a long time. Uh, in addition to just all of his, skills but uh hey man this is uh we're we're about out of time here unfortunately mm-hmm. this was one of my favorite conversations we've had on this podcast man it was a good one and uh always um i hope everybody happy, enjoys it happy anniversary it's our anniversary episode that is right this is our one year anniversary and mm-hmm. i'd have to double check the dates but i think when this one drops i think it's going to have been exactly one year yes. from when our first episode yes. dropped i think we yeah. timed it perfectly yeah as every year plus um, a day so we recorded it on the Sunday, and this is the Monday. It is exactly – it's almost exactly the same time as well that we recorded yes. that very first episode. Yeah. Hey, man, that's that's perfect. That's uh, <laughs> I, Unfortunately, I, I wish Steve could have been here. That'd be, that'd be the only thing. But he'll be back uh, next week, and uh, maybe we can get him on a bonus episode or something yeah. during the week. Uh, there was – yeah, but just between the holiday weekend, mm-hmm. and um, I was a little under the weather one day, and we just, you know, yeah. just ended up doing it a day late, but – uh, again, man, fun pod. Hope everybody enjoys listening to it. Thank you, everybody, uh, for listening, for the support, uh, for showing us love for this past year. It's been a lot of fun. I never could have imagined 
you know, how successful this podcast has been, you know, I, I mean, it just started out as a, a fun little thing. We didn't know what we were doing and uh, yep. not that we're um, taking over the world or anything, but, um, <laughs> but it's come a long way and, and it's just been great interacting with everybody and everything that's come with this podcast in terms of the Facebook groups and the communities and I'm mm-hmm. um, just getting to know you guys, uh, Steve and Jacob, like it's been, yeah, yeah. It's, it's been awesome. So it's, yeah, it's been it's been a great year, man. I'm, it was one of the one of the few really good things that came out of this pandemic uh, for me, at least. So I don't know that we would have done this otherwise, but we were all just stuck at home and talking basketball, and we're like, why not? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Why not do a podcast? Do a podcast about basketball, and yeah, hey, later we're reading Manscape ads. In the- <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Manscape, shout out. and uh, again, man, big big shout out to all the listeners. We we couldn't do it without you, and I uh, hope you all have a wonderful week. And uh, you know, we'll be talking to you soon. Peace, peace. peace.